Hello and welcome to the Managing Uncertainty podcast. This is Brian Strauser, Principal and Chief Executive at Brightpath. And in this week's edition of our podcast, I'd like to talk a little bit about five moments that have really helped shape my career as a business continuity and crisis management professional and how these have really influenced the path that I've been on and the way that I have thought about the things that I do day in and day out here at Brightpath. The first pivotal moment in my career when it comes to, uh, to when it comes to crisis management and business continuity was 2004. Uh, I was living in Boston at the time working for a large retailer uh, where I spent the first two decades of my career and I was the security leader for the most of the New England market. Um, we were coming up on on three years after 9-11 and those attacks were still on the minds of public safety leaders throughout the, the, throughout the United States. And Boston was chosen to host the first major political convention following 9-11, and that was the 2004 Democratic National Convention, which was held at what was then called the Fleet Center. Now we, we, it's uh, TD Bank North Garden or TD Bank Garden, um, where the Boston Celtics and the Boston Bruins play right in downtown Boston. And obviously there was going to be a lot of focus on this event because it was this large gathering that would take up most of the hotel space. There would be protests. Um, there was going to be a lot of challenges. And Boston, not the easiest place in the world to get around. Um, because of the threat that everyone perceived, um, one of the challenges that was noticed about the, this particular venue is that the foundational walls of the facility, the, the place the convention would be, were within a few feet of Interstate 93's tunnel through downtown Boston, or what we would know back then as the Big Dig, this uh, sinking of the interstate under the city. And so the Secret Service, who is in charge of the planning for this event with the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, decided that Interstate 93 would have to be closed during the convention which meant that the feeder roads had to be closed, which meant that the surface streets had to be closed. And the next thing you knew, there would be a good chunk of the day where you literally couldn't get around the city of Boston. And all of this was on top of the potential for disruption, the likelihood of uh, potential uh, terrorist attack, and the other disruptions that go along with a large political convention, the protests and the um, you know, opposing sides, political sides, and partisanship and things that existed even back in 2004. At the time, my, my company did not have a uh, uh, centralized crisis management capability. And so we had to do a lot of this planning locally, which fell under my responsibility as a security leader. So we spent months planning for this event. We made a lot of contingency plans. We executed um, quite well, and fortunately nothing happened. That turned out to be a pretty pivotal moment in my career, not just because I learned a lot about crisis management and business continuity planning, but I also um, was asked to then consider coming to headquarters here in Minnesota to be a part of a new crisis management team that the organization was creating. And ultimately, I took that lateral move to headquarters, leaving my 11 years of, of kind of field security experience and coming to headquarters, which turned into um, the rest of my career now having been focused on crisis management and business continuity. So pretty uh, unintentional move uh, originally, but led to 
a little bit of a career shift and specialization in this part of the broader security industry for me. I was relatively new in that role in 2005, relocating here to Minnesota and adapting to different weather, corporate instead of a stores environment, and everything that went along with that when Hurricane Katrina hits around Labor Day, 1st of September in 2005. Uh, significant impact, of course, to Louisiana and surrounding states. Huge impact to the retailer I was working for due to the number of stores and the presence there. And a good example to me of what happens when you don't have good processes in place. Uh, my company had not yet at the time built out a robust crisis framework. We didn't have a large crisis management team. We didn't have good cross-functional capability. A lot of struggles, um, but we powered through that and ultimately spent time investing in those things helping us build out those capabilities and getting to a better place down the road. I went off and did some other things for a few years there, leaving uh, the crisis management uh, world behind and moving to a different part of the corporate security team and really working on technology and strategy innovation and a few other things. Um, come 2009, my employer was embroiled in a proxy contest for control of the board of directors, and I was asked to take on a special project assignment uh, to focus on assisting our executive team in managing through this proxy contest. And at the time, this was the largest proxy contest in U.S. history. Um, there were millions of dollars spent by both sides in this contest. Um, pretty high stakes. Uh, I was told coming into this that if we didn't prevail, I was probably not going to get to stick around in the organization. But if we did prevail, um, there would probably be some big payoff in terms of uh, movement within the organization to some dream roles. So how, did, how could I say no to that? And um, was able to select and pick a team across the organization had a lot of executive interaction and ultimately our organization prevailed in this proxy contest against the odds we weren't expected to do so and were able to, to kind of run the table on this activist investor i've learned a ton through this about organizing reputational campaigns about working under pressure about presenting and interacting with senior executives and really getting comfortable with something that I had struggled with, uh, showing the level of confidence that was really needed in those situations. And I did, I was able to kind of name my own position after this and wound up as the new leader for global crisis management and business continuity and intelligence uh, and became a direct report of the chief security officer uh, as a result of that that effort. Now, that wasn't just because of the effort. I obviously had grown professionally in a lot of ways, but it really helped me think about what I wanted to do and position me for that success. In 2012, when I was in that role, my uh, company had a an active shooter situation occur at a corporate headquarters location in Minnesota. We've talked about this before here on our podcast with some of my former employees that were there with us that day and what all of us went through. We were fortunate in that this turned out to be a false alarm. Um, but I spent several hours that day as police were dealing with the situation and 
working their way through the building to ensure everyone was safe. I spent a good portion of that day kind of mentally preparing myself for the likelihood that there would be fatalities to my organization and that those fatalities could potentially involve people that I knew and cared about a lot as friends and colleagues. And we learned a lot through that situation, not just as a company about how to prepare and manage and work through those situations, but I learned a lot about leading in that level of stress and keeping my team and my company focused on what needed to happen. And then lastly, in 2014, there was a confluence of events for me where my boss that I had worked for for 17 some years was retiring, um, where I was you know, celebrating my, my 20th and then my 21st anniversary with the same employer. And I was also finishing my MBA at the University of Minnesota. And it really caused me to think about transitions and what I wanted to do for the next decade or two of my life. And that led me to the decision to leave uh, following graduation and take the summer off in 2014. And then that fall start Bright Path. And it's a decision that I don't regret in the least. It has afforded me a whole different level of opportunity and freedom to do the things and focus on the things that I truly care about, um, work with a great group of individuals and be able to work with fantastic clients and help them as they think about their own journey of resilience, about managing uncertainty and disruption and help them through their critical moments. So these were five important moments from my own career. I hope you found some inspiration and some thoughts through those that will help you on your own journey. That's it for this edition of the Managing Uncertainty podcast. We'll be back next week with another new episode. Be well.